0: And we pray. Everybody said, Amen, 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 Amen. Listen, again, we are coming from Mark 11 on tonight. Mark 11 on tonight. The re- the good reverend is on here. Uh, my brother, Mike Hemphill, man. Good to see you, brother. Listen, man, let's jump right in here. Mark 11, 12 and 13. Mark 11, 12 and 13. It reads like this. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. He is the Lord. He was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in, a, in leaf he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Verse 14, read with me. It says, he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Know what fills your appetite. Listen to me, here it is. So for top to nine, if you all to put this in the box, put this on your screen, type this in the box real quick. Now I see. Now I See Now I see. Now I see. Listen, I can remember um, being on vacation and, um, you know, we're so technologically sound now that we don't have to worry about where something is, or what time something owes, or what time it closes. So I remember looking up on my GPS. And seeing what time this particular restaurant closed because I had my mouth set on something. Why? Because I was starving. Y'all ever been real hungry? And I'm, I'm not talking about hungry to the point where it don't matter what you eat, but hungry because you got your mouth set on something specific. I had my mouth set on something specific. So I remember punching the GPS and saying, look, they don't close till 9. It's 8.15. It's five minutes away. Let's go. So I remember piling in the car. Pulled up to this restaurant after I had seen on my phone that the place was open. And when I pulled up, sure enough, guess what? The place was closed. I don't know what I said. I don't remember what I said. It ain't none of your business what I said. I said what I said. I was upset because I thought that something was open. I thought I was going to receive something that I had been desiring, something I had wanted, something I had a taste for. And y'all, know, listen, don't look at me like that. I see how you're looking at me right now. Don't look at me like this. Y'all have had a taste for something in your mouth and didn't get it didn't get what you were desiring. You know how upset you are. You know how you know how you suck your teeth when you was a kid and even in your adulthood. I understand what it feels like. And I know you do too. If you do, I need for you to hit some hearts real quick. Listen to me. I need for you to understand what it's like to have your desire for something, have a desire for something and to miss it. Not because you didn't try, but because what you thought was there, was not there? Can I dig a little bit deeper? So in this edition of Mark right here, in this episode of Mark right here, you find Jesus and the disciples. They had just kept the day before is when they it was. It, this was the first week of Holy Week, so they had just had the great procession where he was coming in. He rode in on a donkey, um, and he was and everybody was applauding him. Hosanna in the highest! It was a beautiful thing. I remember he went to the temple, but it was too late, so he left. And so now we find ourselves in Bethany. He is in Bethany, and he is hungry. The Bible, even in Mark and Matthew. They both record this It says that he said that he was hungry And so here it is in verse 3 It says "Sing in the distance a fig tree in leaf he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it so before i can give you bible i need to back up and give you the chronological background of this thing so let's talk about the fig tree because the fig tree is going to open up some doors for us if you see in verse 13 it says seeing in that this is a fig tree in leaf he went to see whether there was perhaps anything on it but if you read on to it it says no there was nothing because the figs were not in season here it is in some parts of Israel, you have, you have, like I said, again, you have to know the chronological layout of this thing. In some parts of Israel, fig trees are in seasons, three seasons out of the year. In other words, 10 out of 12 months of the year, fig trees produce figs. Let's dig a little bit deeper. So, so, so listen, hold on. Before we go deeper, I need for you to understand this. Know what season you're in. Oh, that mercy. I felt good already. And let me put a footnote right here. I appreciate everybody that lifted up a prayer for me last week. I'm telling you, my head was pounding. I don't know what migraine I had, but it hit me right here in my head. So I appreciate every prayer. I feel much better. I felt much better almost immediately after I got off. The devil thought he had me, but nah, not this time. But here it is. Listen, I I, I got excited about this text because when I understood what season I was in, I understood how to move. And that's a that's a word for you. That's a text for you. That's something that's important to understand. You have to understand what season that you are in, what season you're in matters. Why? Because there will come a point in time where you're in a season of silence. And the thing that will hinder you from reaching your potential if you're in a season of silence is if you speak. Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs to hear this. Why? Because you're unsure of what season you're in. If you're unsure, baby, I I, 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 I I, urge you to get in your prayer closet. I urge you to understand and ask God, God, what season is this for me? If you are a pastor, I need for you to ask God, what season, what season, what temperature, what season is my church in? But more individually for you, Thirst Quench Thursday, I need for you to understand what season you're in because what season you're in matters not even a little bit, but it matters a lot of bit. Because you have to know how to move as an individual. If God is asking for you to be silent, baby, you have to learn how to intentionally, type that on your screen, intentionally. You have to learn how to intentionally be quiet. If God is telling you it's time to move, baby, it does not matter if he's not giving you a destination in your GPS. All you have to know is that he's telling you to move. It matters. It matters, it matters what season you're in. I need for you not to see this thing just as the fruits as apples are in season, oranges are in season because in some places oranges don't even produce. And in other places, like Florida, oranges produce all the time. So, baby, it matters not only where you are, but what season that you're in. Ask God, God, what seasons is this for me? Sometimes there is a season for you to plant, and then there's sometimes there's a season for you to reap. Baby, if you're out there trying to reap something that you have not planted. You look like a whole fool out there because there is nothing for you to gather of a harvest. You have to know when to plant and when to receive. You have to know how to give and when to say no. And let me point that out there right there because this thing spoke to me. There is a time in your life where you're going to have to learn how to intentionally say no. Not say no because you're not obligated. Because you're busy, you can't do this. Sometimes you can be free and you have to learn how to say no. Why? Because if you learn to keep exerting yourself, if you learn to only pour and never pour into yourself, baby, you're going to walk around somewhere empty. You're going to walk around somewhere completely drained because you have not learned how to step back and take time for you. This is for the parents on here. If you're a parent, if you are a spouse and you say yes, 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 yes to everything that is not in your house, listen to me, you will drain yourself and not be able to pour into the people who matter the most. You have to learn how to say no, not how to say no but only not only how, but when to say no. Matter of fact, Thirst Quench Thursday, I need for y'all to practice that with me right quick. Tell, me, tell somebody no. Type that on your screen and then say no. Say that loud. Say no. No. If there's somebody walking past you right now, say no. No, what you talking about? Don't worry about it. No, I'm saying no. I gotta practice how this feels coming off my tongue, because I'm so used to saying, mm-hmm, I'm available. I'll do it. No, you got to learn how to say no. I'm saying no, not only for you, but I'm saying no to protect my peace. Lord God, preach this thing like you feel it, Roseboro. I'm saying no because I have to, to worry about my sanity. I'm saying no to better myself. I'm saying no truthfully to protect you because if you get the version of me that's not supposed to be there, you don't get the authentic Chadrick Vincent Roseboro Sr. When it's my time, when it's my season to be there, Lord have mercy, then you're going to receive, the one that you're supposed to. But if I show up and I'm out of season, baby, you're just getting a copyright. You're just getting somebody who was standing in there. You have to learn when to go and when to sit down. The problem with us is we go so much that we don't sit down until our body forces us to sit down. Lord have mercy. Here it is. Don't let it get to a point where your body forces you to sit down. But have enough love, respect, and care for yourself that when you know you're getting overwhelmed, when when God says, listen to me, you've given a lot. I need for these six weeks for you to be intentional and for you to sit down and say no. I need for you to sit down and rest. I told you last week, it's the difference in resting and resting in Jesus. Lord have mercy. You have to know how to say no, and I'm going to rest in Jesus. When you rest in Jesus, he makes it all better. When you rest in Jesus, it may come a season of isolation. But when you learn to rest in Jesus, you're refueling yourself. What you're understanding is: yes, I may say no to some things. Yes, I may have to back away from some things, but God, I'm filling myself up with you. I'm filling myself up with some things that I've been neglecting myself from. The worst thing, the worst thing, the worst thing that you can do is run on E. Why? Because eventually you're gonna tear up your car. The worst thing for a vehicle to do is run on low oil and no oil. Why? Because eventually that's engine's gonna lock up. And if your engine locks up, baby, your car is no good. Let's keep digging in this text. Verse 13 says, seeing in the distance a fig tree in in leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. I told y'all the chronological background, this fig, here it is. A fig produces fruit before it produces a leaf. Hold on, I'm gonna break that to you. Most every fruit that we see Most every plant that we see produces a leaf before it produces a fruit. Lord have mercy. That's why Jesus don't do anything by coincidence. This thing is intentional. Hear me closely. What happens is in a distance, from a distance, I know he's God. I know he knew that the fig tree was, was, was empty. I knew that it didn't have any fears, not even early fruit. It didn't have any figs. I know that he knew this, but he had to teach this thing for you because there'll come a point in time in your life where everything that you think you see ain't what you see. Tell somebody, but now, Lord have mercy. Now I see there are people, and let me let me slow down, let me slow down, let me teach this thing like I feel but there are fig, fig trees. I told you in some parts of Israel, which is where this took place at some parts of it produces fig figs produce are in season for three seasons. In other words, they will produce. 10 out of the 12 months. So it's likely that when you see a fig tree, there's going to be figs on it, whether they have already turned green, whether they're already green in early seed, or whether they've already turned into ripe fruit. There will be some sort of fruit on that tree. So for him to see leaves, remember, remember, I told you, I told you that he that 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 a fig produces fruit before it produces a leaf. And so if he saw a fig tree in leaf. Obviously, if there was leaves, there had to be some type of fruit on it. Lord have mercy. I need for y'all to make this this text real clear for you right now. Here, here it is. In other words, there, 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 there are some people who have an underdeveloped gift because they didn't wait on their season to ripen them. Lord have mercy. Precious text, like you feel it, because they have the appearance of good fruit, but they jumped out too soon. Listen to me. Let me punch this thing out to you. All fruit ain't good fruit. Lord have mercy and every fruit ain't good for you. Let me say that again. All fruit is not good fruit. Lord, have mercy. And every fruit don't taste good. There's some fruit that don't taste good. That's good for you. And there's some fruit that tastes good. That ain't good for you. Lord have mercy. There's some fruit that don't taste good. That's good for you. In other words, I hate blueberries. I work in an adult daycare where we specialize in Alzheimer's and dementia. What I know about blueberries is they're good antioxidants that work good in your brain. They help with your memory, with your brain development. So what do I do as often as I can? I'm eating blueberries because I see what dimension is. There are some things that you have to put in your body that may not taste good, but it's good for you. Here it is. So when Jesus saw this fig tree, here it is, in leaf, in a distance, from a distance, he would automatically assume that there was figs on the thing. But as he got closer, it says that he found nothing. In other words, here it is. You may be attached to somebody who gives the appearance of somebody who has themselves figured out, who somebody, matter of fact, there may be preachers in your life Life. There may be people who say they are filled with the Holy Ghost in your life who can say all oh, here it is. This is why you have to be careful because there are people who can get you excited because we as a people, hear me closely, we as a people are emotional people. So we can say those churchy things. We can say those things that sound good and I can say, listen to me, on Sunday I can set a church on fire because I know the churchy things to say. But how in the world can shouting and screaming and jumping and crying get you in? heaven. No, 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 no. It matters not what I'm saying, but what it does for you. There are some times where I can stand up and say, when I look back over my life, whoo, that, see that got me excited but baby listen to me there's sometimes when I say that when I don't feel like looking back up on my life there's sometimes I can say that he picked me up turned me around and he placed my feet on solid ground but this me I may be that person in the audience in the congregation that don't feel like turning there are some people where you can say if you don't praise me then the rocks will cry out listen to me that's biblical. So there are some things that I can say that sound good. They have the appearance of being something that's going to do you some good, but they have no nourishment. The problem is some of us are still drinking cat milk. Preach, Pre-trolls, bro, what you think I'm trying to do? In other words, if I keep giving you milk after you turn one year old, that milk is going to do nothing for you. Eventually, you're going to have to start putting some nourishment in your body. You're going to have to start eating some protein. You're going to have to start eating some chicken, some shrimp, some steak, some quesadillas. You're going to have to eat your three clusters from from juicy crap. You're going to have to eat whatever it is that's going to nourish your body. You've got to have some nourishment. So here it is. The Bible says right here in verse 13 says, seeing that this is a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Here it is. He found nothing but leaves. In other words, that person's pouring out, saying they got all this stuff going on. I told you last week, Job 24 and, 20 says, 24 and 24 says, they are cut off at the tops of the head like ears of corn. And if it be not so, who shall call me? Who shall make me a light? In other words, the things that they've got going on won't last always. You have to know how to see something for what it is. You have to learn how to identify things for what they are. That's called your spirit of discernment. You have to learn how. And if you don't have that, I need for you to ask God for, for some discernment. I need for you to get in your prayer closet where you can figure out what in the world my discernment is. Because baby, if a snake crawls up on you and you can't recognize that that snake is crawling toward you, that's your problem, not the snake. Because what? Because a snake is going to do what a snake is supposed to do. A liar is going to do what a liar is supposed to do. But if you, are, you call yourself a child of God, you have to be able to recognize the enemy when he comes your way. I told y'all one thing that the enemy he cannot do. He cannot surprise you. He cannot surprise you because the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it. Some some things cannot surprise you. God has already defeated death, hell, and the grave. So anything that comes to cause you damage comes to cause you harm. Baby, you have to be able to see that thing from a distance. Here it is. Let's keep reading this thing. It says that he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. Verse 14, he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Listen to me. The Bible says that he said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Didn't say that it wouldn't produce fruit. Lord have mercy. The problem is we eating fruit from something that was never meant to be eaten. Lord have mercy. There are people in our lives who still produce fruit, but it ain't good fruit. Preach bro, What you think I'm trying to do The problem is there are people That we have allowed Let me make that thing personal There are people that we have allowed In our lives Who, do, who, who are still producing unhealthy fruit You have to make sure that everybody around you that's producing fruit is producing good fruit. It's producing fruit that's going to cause you, That's going to give you substance, it's going to give you something to chew on, it's going to give you something to digest. Here it is, a fig tree doesn't produce the early fruit. Before, After it has leaves But it has to have leaves It has to have the fruit Before it can produce the leaves Listen to me In order for the harvest to come in You've got to see both leaves and fruit Because what the fruit that, that, that bears before the leaf Is not good fruit It's called the early fruit It's still green Here it is The fruit and the leaf Are the same color until it ripens God oh, have mercy that's why it's important for, for, listen to me. This is something I struggle with. Let me start out, let me paint this picture for you real quick. When I first developed a good relationship with, with Christ, I had the biggest problem with people who were doing just whatever and stand up on Sunday morning, singing, dancing, doing whatever, this, that, and the third. I remember going to my pastor on a Friday. I said, why in the world are we allowing them to sing and dance and preach and speak and this, that, and the third, knowing what they was doing the night before? Why? Why are we allowing this? And no kidding, me and him both went to a, a conference the night before. I can't remember this old gentleman's name. He preached about the wheat and the tear. God sent me to this sermon just to answer my question. The man said, listen, it's not our job to do the separating. When the wheat and the tar grow up, it's our job as Christians to make sure that they grow up together. God will do the separating. They have what you call professional sifters. In other words, they have people and professional uh, harvesters. In other words, there are certain people who know how to separate. And there are certain people who know how to do the collecting, who know how to do the harvesting. So you have to understand, again, to know what season you're in and know what lane that you're in. You have to understand exactly how in the world it happens. So when the disciples came uh, the next day, because if you, if you recall what happens next, he goes into the temple. He's upset because they're, they're, uh, 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 they're betting and they're gambling. said, so This is when he turned over the table. And when they left at this, if you can understand, the disciples were a little bit shook. But what caught their attention was not what happened in the temple. But what they saw was the fig tree that Jesus had cursed the day before had withered up all the way from the roots. Lord, have mercy. Peter says, Jesus, look at the fig tree that you just cursed yesterday has already withered up all the way from its roots. Jesus says, I tell you this, if you only believe, if you only have the faith. You can tell this tree to uproot itself and go be, listen to me, God says, whatever it is that you desire, if you only believe, if it's complete healing that you need, you have to believe, here it is, I remember a story, I can't remember if it was Tony Evans, this is one of these knowledgeable and uh, 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 reputable preachers, uh, went to the doctor and had a reading of cancer in his body. And I remember the story of him going and getting every self-healing and diagnose, every self-healing book that he could find, every book on faith, every book on total restoration, every book on healing, self-healing, everything he could find. He locked himself in his basement for six weeks. Because this is what he said. He said, I understood in order for my body to be completely healed, I had to trust God and not have a single ounce of doubt that he was going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. The problem is we all are expecting God to do the Lord have mercy, preach in your house, boy. The problem is we are expecting God to do something with three fourths faith but have mercy. In order for God to give us total and complete healing, in order for God to give you total restoration, in order for God to heal your body like you need him to, there cannot, listen to me shout this from the mountaintops, there cannot be a single ounce of doubt in your body. I don't care what it looks like, I don't care what it seems like, that's why in order for you to receive everything that you have, you have to have something called crazy faith. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, the great thing that God has in store for you There are some things That, he, that he's going to do in your life That you cannot recognize Because you've never seen it before He's not supposed to heal your body When you've got tumors all over your body But he can He's not supp- You're not supposed to be able to find your way Out of nowhere But he says that he is the way The truth and the lie He is not supposed to be able to pay your rent and You ain't got no job Here it is But God says I can do it all He's able to do exceedingly Abundantly above all that you could ever ask Or think I wish y'all would help me preach This text right now But do you see it now Lord have mercy The problem is You're still looking at the leaf Not the fruit have mercy From a distance it says He saw a fig tree in leaf He saw a fig tree in leaf In other words It was supposed to have fruit But I need for you to stop looking at the leaves And look for the fruit I need for you to stop looking at your problem As big as it is As overwhelming as it is As heavy as it is on you As stressful as it has gotten I need for you to stop seeing The leaves And I need for you to see God I can't see God because it's so stressful I feel like I'm about to lose my mind I need For you to be careful, for one, the words that come out of your mouth. The Bible says that life and death exists in the power of the tongue and those that eat of its fruit. Listen to me. You have to be careful what you speak out of your life. If it's healing that you want, the only thing that needs to come out of your mouth is healing. If it's money that you want, the only thing that needs to come out of your mouth is money. Not love of money, but money. If it's it's a spouse that you want, the only thing that needs to come out of your mouth is how he's preparing you for your spouse, you have to learn how to speak the language of heaven, you have to learn, and I'm not talking about heavenly language, listen to me, truth be told, as a lot of people who speak heavenly language who can't speak to people that's around them, Lord have mercy, I'm stepping on people's tongue, I know, I know that the, the heavenly language is a big thing for a while, but listen to me, I could care less about you being able to speak in tongue, but when you see me in public, you can't speak to me, Lord God from Zion, here it is, I don't care about what it is that you can do at church, is if when I'm needing you, you're not there for me. I listen to me. Teachers will tell you this. People don't care what you know until they know you care. I don't care about you being able to speak in tongue. I don't care about you being able to put a two-step on a dance. Song. I don't. I don't care about you being able to sing the greatest note. I don't care if you're the best usher. I don't care if you can hoop like Tolan Morgan. If I see you and you're not genuine, you can't speak with me, all of that other stuff, as one of my former participants said, is hogwash. All the other stuff means nothing because you're you're not procrastinating, you're being fake. Hypocrisy will get us nowhere. The best heavenly language that you can speak is forgiveness. Because the Bible says, Right after this when he was talking about Whatever it is you want All you have to do is have the faith and believe But says the first thing you have to do is Forgive those Forgive Whatever it is That you desire There's usually A price tag to it Not necessarily Something that you've got to do Or that you've got to earn, because you can't, honestly, you can't earn his grace and his mercy. But the price tag maybe you got to forgive that person that bothered you. You may forgive. You have to forgive that person who molested you. You have to forgive that person who talked about you. You got to forgive that person who caused you nothing but hell. You've got to forgive that person who kicked you out. You have to forgive that person who slammed on your face when you came out gay. You've got to forgive those people who stabbed you in the back. Yes, they caused you hell for years. I oh, have mercy. you got to forgive them because what God has for me, it is for me, but I got to go get it. What God has for me is for me, but it may be tied to me forgiving you. It may be tied to me letting it may be tied to me letting go of those soul ties it may be tied to me asking God to deliver me from those soul ties a lot of us are still carrying the spirits of people that we've been with because we've not asked God to deliver us from them soul ties Lord have mercy and you wonder why you can't speak the language of your spouse because you still got other spirits in you Lord have mercy what are you talking about boy? you have to ask God to deliver you from the things that's troubling you. Change me, oh God, make me more like you. can't ask him to make you more like him and you won't let go. of and, and when you walk in church on Sunday morning, you can't speak to that person that gave you trouble. If you want him to make you more like him, that's some suffering you got to go through. Whew. There's some pain that you've got to go through. There's some sacrificing that you've got to go through. If you want him to make you that's why you've got to be careful of the songs that you sing out of your mouth. Because in order for him to change you He may have to reshape you You may walk a path that you've never seen before But you ask God to change you I believe That everything you so desire Is already yours If it's a business that you want to plant I believe that business already exists What is it attached to that's hindering it from coming to fruition? You've got to ask God to show me how it can be mine. God's grace is sufficient. His grace is all that we could never need. And here it is. God willingly gives us that grace. Again you can't afford it You can't do anything to get this grace He's going to give it to you because he chooses to But I need for you to understand How to let it go Do you see it now? Because when we first started talking When we first got on Thirst Punch Thursday All we saw was the fig tree And leaf But I need for you to stop looking at the leaf Pre-trolls bro I need for you to see the fruit Oh taste and see That the Lord is good Taste and see That he's got everything that you need If you just trust him God I think you didn't create me to worry You didn't create me to fear But as long as I can see the fruit Now I see somebody type that in your screen now. I see now. I see now. I see that it was never the leaves that I was supposed to be looking for, but it was the fruit. Listen, y'all not already hit that share button. Please do so right now. Hit the share button right now. Hit the share button right now. Somebody's life is depending on this. Stop looking at the leaves. And see the See the See the goodness of the Lord It may be a fruit It may be healing in your body Lord have mercy It may be deliverance in your soul It's everything that you need All you gotta do is open up your eyes and see that God has already done it. Father, I thank you right now, God, because so, you're such a wonderful God. Now I see. Now I see what should have been. Whew, Lord, have mercy. But God, because of your grace and your mercy, I see what you did. I see that I thought I was going to be nothing but God, but you made me a fruit. Everybody else counted me out, God. But you reminded me that I'm your son. Whew, Lord have mercy. You reminded me that I am your own. You, what a friend we have in Jesus. Lord, I can still hear my grandma singing that all my sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to be able to carry everything, everything to God in prayer. God, I thank you for never leaving me nor forsaking me. God, I thank you that even when I felt like I was all by myself, God, you were still there. As a matter of fact, God, you sat right there all beside me all the day long. God, I thank you that when I was faithless, God, you never gave up on me. God, I thank you that you showed me how to rest in you. I thank you that you're showing me how to trust in you, showing me how to love in you, showing me that there's hope in you, that there's forgiveness in you, God, that there's truth in you, God, that there's endurance in you. All I need to do is see the fruit. (laughs) And everything is going to be all right. God, I love you and I praise you because there's nobody like you. It was in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. And amen. Listen, if you've not already done so, please invite somebody in this. Please share this. Please let's get this word out about this word and the goodness of the Lord. I could care less about me. I pray that he gets all the glory and honor that is due to him. Until next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And may heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.